You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Sid. Everybody and welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 530. I'm your host, Ricky Mick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend, it's Alex. Gotta throw a warning out there. If you have been looking forward to the second half of season four of Stranger Things, be careful because it just came out and people, spoilers are already all over the place. So just, just be warned wherever you, you know, consume your media. Just be careful. Don't be, don't be, you know, expect the unexpected. He brings the awesome. It's I yield to no one. Hi. After two weeks gone, that's all you have to say is this hi? Well, I was trying to come up something witty with money in the bank, and I couldn't really do it. So, yeah, hi. You also had to expect the unexpected with money in the bank, too. And he is my trophy rival. It's Mr. Daryl. Oh, what he's, up? Cha- he's changed it now. Oh, he's sucking up now. He's afraid of Daryl. <laughs> you guys, Tricky and I, we're the yin for each other's yang. Well, to, the reason I changed it up and didn't call him my trophy bitch is because I was recently called out by somebody who it was me. will remain it nameless. It was me. And said that I'm a little too mean when I say things like that. He who shall not be named. He who is sitting on this podcast and talking through a microphone right now. Uh, but yeah. All right. So uh, I warned you guys before the show that there was a secret segment. We could do that. After the trophy count or after the topics, I'll leave you guys to decide. I mean, I don't know. Not knowing what the segment is, I don't know where it would most naturally fit in, so I can't really comment. I can't. I don't know if we can accurately it, pick. I think the you it, is the overlord. Would, you know, you yourself should pick that out since you know what the topic is and you figure that, like, where the transition can go to make this all go more smoothly. Streamline the process for us. I, I honestly think it would go best right after our trophy count. All right, let's then do let's it. do that. Let's get it. All right. Speaking of our up- uh, trophy count, let's do our updated trophy count. I am level 683, total trophies of 16,746, with 372 platinums, even though... I call shenanigans. Like trophies. Yield likes to call... Uh, uh, mess with my trophies. Hey. Uh, Alex. PSN Profiles does not acknowledge your platinum and probably about a few hundred trophies. <laughs> Just saying. It's only, a hun- it's only 100 trophies, but... Still... Sounds like Yield's not messing with the numbers. You're messing with the numbers there, Tricky Mick. That's what it sounds like. Alex, your trophy <laughs> Tricky has five different trophy counts depending on which source you go to. I am level 459 with a total trophy count of 7,987 with a platinum count of 126 in 125 games. Yield. Level 476 with the trophy count of 8582. And a platinum count of 154. All right. Sid is level 603 with total trophies of 12,703 with 288 platinums. And Daryl, where are you standing, sir? I am a level 679 with a total trophy count of 16,047. I got a trophy as you guys were talking. 
with a platinum count of 366. All legitimate platinums that are acknowledged by PSN profiles. He does Wait, have a well, point because that's where I got his trophy count from. Hold on, Tricky. Where's the lie? You, I mean, you you seem kind of perturbed by that, but where's the lie? <laughs> I, I'm just. Uh, I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> I, I I listen. I understand it, but I also think it's we got, a little. Bit you know, um, Alex does the honorable thing of announcing how many platinums in how many games. I, I think Tricky. That. That, I think Tricky's the one that, that needs to have some sort of uh, uh, of acknowledgement. I've got that, that. That shit started with there are uh, Donnie and I'm not 374 uh, platinums with 372 legitimate games. <laughs> Look, we already had Rick right. audit your trophies, and still it feels like there's more unearthing to do. Look, I'm playing Assassin's Creed Origins. I'm in Egypt uncovering all these secrets, and it feels like even Rick, as great as Rick is, couldn't get to all the secrets of Tricky's trophy list. <laughs> it's like it's like a tomb. We need an He's archaeologist. We need an experienced archaeologist out here. Whoever found King Tut's tomb, I understand, is probably dead by this point, but. Let's. We got medical science. We got technology. Let's bring him back to life and get him to dig into trophies. Uh, get all his tools to dig into trophies or Tricky's trophy count. All right. Well, you kind of like segued into this because you guys were just talking about a trophy audit. Well, just today, a little over an hour ago, I received a platinum audit by one of our esteemed uh, listeners. A platinum audit. Platinum audit, and it's on all four of us plus himself. Dang. Here we go. So, uh, he sent me a spreadsheet, and I would gladly send you the spreadsheet uh, if you guys want to look at it while we're talking. Uh, actually, I could just bring it up on the uh, the old share screen here. Uh, here we go. If you guys bring up your Skype, you should be able to see it now. Uh, but don't look at it yet if you don't, if you don't, because I want to have a couple uh, questions for you guys. Uh, so what he did was break down our Platinums into five different categories. Ultra rare, very rare, rare, uncommon, and common. So I don't want to talk about the commons because the commons are uh, me and Daryl's really big downfall because that's where a majority <laughs> of our, our Platinums are. So, so Tricky's like, let's, uh, let's cut off most dude, of my trophies we, and make me look we, better. We <laughs> both have 295 common Platinums. All right, Daryl, you're not supposed to be looking. All right, so uh, to break this down, Alex, out of your 125 Platinums, how many do you think are ultra rare? I'm going to go with 125. I know that's not right, but I just want to... I, I, I don't know. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll give you a real answer instead of joking around. I'm going to say... What's, what's, the sta- what's the status we're going for right now? The, the classification? U- ultra, ultra rare. And we're, going the by, we're going by the PSN, right? Not... By, by PSN profiles. Okay, so not like the actual PSN. Correct. 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 I'm going to say... Ultra rare, I'll say... 60. All right. Yield, how many do you think you have? 21. You're looking, you dead. <laughs> well, that, that, well, that was because you said, I'm going to share screen it uh, if you want to look at it. Uh, and I'm like, okay. And I open it, and you're like, well, don't look at it. Too late. All right. So, Alex, your actual answer is seven. All right. So, out of all of us, I have four Ultra Platinums. Alex has seven. Yield has 21. Daryl has three. And Garrett has 11. 
So breaking down our ultra rares, starting with Gareth first. His ultra rare platinums are Fall Guys, the Golf Club 2, the Golf Club 2019, Drive Club, FIFA 19, 18, 17, 16, 14, and 13, and Rage. Yield, your ultra platinums. Sniper Elite 3, Just Cause 3, Baja, Edge of Control, Hell Divers, Brutal Legend, Knockout City, Deadlight Director's Cut, Air, Fli- Air Conflict Pacific Carriers, Air Conflict Vietnam Ultimate Edition, Driver San Francisco, Extinction, World of Warship Legends, Starhawk, Dangerous Golf, Mercenaries 2, Tomb Raider the 2013 Edition, Wheelman, Just Cause 2, Red Dead Redemption, and Split Second. Alex, your ultra rares. Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, WWE 2K17, Helldivers, Little Big Planet Carton, Lone Survivor, The Last of Us, and Dead Rising 2. Daryl, your three ultra pu- rares are Injustice 2, Umbrella Course, and Call of Duty Ghost. And my four ultra rares are Disney Infinity, Disney Infinity 2.0, DCUO, and Little Big Planet 2. So there's not a lot of uh, crossing over on this. Nope. I don't think I mentioned one game that any of us, any two of us have. Uh, well, Alex Helldivers. Should, Alex should have split second. I, no, I don't have split second. I didn't go for that one. Oh, um, you, you didn't go for that one? But Yield and I both have Helldivers. Oh, okay. So Helldivers is the only crossover. And Yield, I thought you had the Platinum in The Last of Us, but apparently you only have like 9% of the trophies. Well, because I didn't go for any of the DLC and didn't play it back. Or not DLC. I didn't go for the multiplayer, and I didn't play it back. Yeah, that trophy list sucks. Like, listening to... Go ahead, Yield. No. So, at the time Last of Us came out, my internet did not cooperate with big multiplayer games. And then when I did get an internet to cooperate with it, I tried to play it and realized this... I understand that I enjoyed the concept of what they were trying to do, but it sucked, and there was no way I was going to grind myself through 80-plus games just to get the platinum. I said, screw this, I'm done, and moved on. I beat the game, I'm done. Which is annoying, because I would have liked to have gotten the platinum, but I decided it just wasn't worth the grind. Now, if they were to All ever right. come out with it without the multiplayer, then yeah, I'd go back through and get it. Well, the remake. Well, they are doing that. <laughs> the one that you said you wouldn't play <laughs> oh, is really? going to be that. They're not yeah. including the multiplayer? Correct. I don't think the I don't I don't think the multiplayer nope. is in. Uh, it's not in there. The, the remaster. It's ah. just in the remake. It's just that and the DLC. All right, we'll all, finally all get to see game. if Yield will uh, change up his his decision based on a trophy list. Well, there's a possibility for that one. All it takes is a platinum, Sony. All right. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> all right, so just to go through the rest of these stat. Uh, Hold stats, on, can I can I make a uh, comment real quick? Oh sure. What I find yeah, crazy sorry. about those platinums is. A lot of those games seem like, you know, platinum trophies are games that not a lot of people played. Like, you know, I look at that list and like Lone Survivor and Little Big Planet Cardian. There's no way those platinums are harder than, say, Streets of Rage or Cuphead. So, like, I feel like my hardest platinums aren't even on that list. So that, that's what's crazy to me is that um, I guess some of my hardest platinums are, you know, games that a lot of people would want to play. But then also you have games like WB2K17 and... Helldivers and uh, Dead Rising 2, which is such a pain in the ass to Platinum that people are like, yeah, fuck that. But a lot of those games on that list, you know, they're not even my most difficult Platinums, which is kind of the crazy part to me. Oh, I, I agree with well, that. I, I don't have, of all my ultra rares, there's not a a extremely difficult Platinum. Well, that's the same thing with mine, because obviously the rarest uh, trophy I ever earned 
was the DCUO Platinum. And that's not hard at all. It's just very time-consuming. Mine is so. Um, But just to go through some other stats here. Uh, again, I mean, I kind of lit on the common trophy, common Platinums. I have 295, which represents 79.79% of my total Platinums. Alex, you have 10 common Platinums, which uh, accounts for 8 percent of your platinum i'm pretty happy yield, with that. you have that's pretty that's pretty, uh, yeah, that's, pretty that's pretty respectable right there <laughs> yield you have 15 common platinums which uh equates to 9.7 percent daryl you have 295 like me which accounts for 80 percent of yours <laughs> brothers in arms <laughs> and gareth has 40 which accounts for 34 percent of his uncommon platinums i have 45 which accounts for 12.1 percent Alex, you have 42, which accounts for 33.6%. Yield, you have 52, which accounts for 33.7%. Daryl, you have 42, which accounts for 11.4%. And Gareth has 30, uh, 38, which accounts for 32.7%. Rare Platinums, or rare, uh, yeah, Rare Platinums, I have 22, which accounts for 5.9%. Alex, you have 41, which accounts for 32.8%. Yield, you have 40, which accounts for 29.9%. Dale, you have 19, which accounts for 5.1%. And Gareth has 15, which accounts for 12.9%. Ultra Rares, I have 4, which accounts for 1.1%. Alex, you have 25, which accounts for 20%. Yield, you have 26, which accounts for 16.8%. Dale, you have 7, which accounts for 1.9%. And Gareth has uh, 12, which accounts for 10.3%. And our ultra platinums uh, uh, again, our ultra rare platinums, which again, you know, I already mentioned the numbers, but I have four, which accounts for one percent. Alex, you have seven, which accounts for five point six percent. Yield, you have twenty one, which accounts for thirteen point six percent. Daryl, you have three, which accounts for less than one percent, point eight percent. And Gareth has eleven, which accounts for nine point four percent. So again, I, I I do love these numbers where it's broken down like this. I'd love to see. Uh, the, the breakdown of other trophies and other platinums and stuff like that. So if somebody in the, in the listeners wants to do that, I'd I love to see this type of stuff. But overall, it's a really respectable list, I think, among you know all the, the ultra rares. But, and, but what I found most, like I said earlier, I found more uh, interesting is that there's only one game that one of us, uh, more than one of us, has played and gotten the platinum in. Everything else is pretty much a wide variety of games. I think I need to just go find a bunch of games that no one plays and get the platinum trophy in those and pump up my ultra rares. <laughs> well, a lot of I have to say that a lot of the ultra rare ones, most of them are somewhat of a time sink that people just don't want to put the time into. Yep. That's true. I, I've constantly called out Dead Rising and Helldivers as games on this list that I would not suggest people go play. Go play them. But don't um, don't try to go for the platinum because it's just you know it's it's yeah. not worth it. it. It's worth it once you get done. It's not worth it during. If that makes you sense. can play so many other games in the process. That's very true. You could probably finish like three <laughs> Assassin's Creeds in uh, yep. in that time. That's usually what throws but, me off of a platinum because uh, like like Call of Duty games are notoriously difficult for for platinums. But I, I like that one, so I went in and and did it. Um. 
Injustice 2, you know, fighting games are notoriously difficult. Especially Nether Realm fighting games. Yeah, yeah. So that was a really difficult one, but I love that game so much that I, you know, I had to make sure. Uh, One of my harder Platinums that I've ever gotten is Spec Ops The Line. That game on FUBAR was ridiculously hard. That was tough. You 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 had to stay in cover a lot. Yeah. And basically pick everybody off and then move forward. Yeah, but like you were saying earlier, Alex, like some of your more difficult trophies or difficult platinums or didn't show up on the list. But I think that's a testament to how good those games are. You know, when people when people are into something, they'll go, they'll put themselves through some some pain. <laughs> yeah, so. they'll they'll definitely commit because I mean stuff like you know Cuphead, and I need to get the DLC for Cuphead since it's now out. But you know, a game like that, people really enjoy. So you know, unless you're tricky, Mick, you're willing to go in and you know. A lot of people yep. are, are willing to, to go through the grind and through the difficulty and push through just to get that platinum trophy because it's one that they know will make them feel proud of their list. It, it's it's kind of kind of gets me thinking like what could we do you know uh, you know guy you guys know me I want to do a game or a competition about everything like what could we do to um, why do you want to do the competitions when you lose them all hey every, that's what heels do like. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the heel is here to put the extra shine in the baby face tricky don't you that's know right wrestling? i'm just trying to make you look good tricky and everything i do it's always to make you look good haven't you seen oh, that I, I pattern yet that. i appreciate that son. i'm just trying to put tricky over but <laughs> and tricky's doing everything he can tricky's doing everything he can to not let you put him over uh I'm the lovable loser. Tricky is Tricky's like you're trying to make me a, a baby face. No, fuck you. I'm the heel. I'm gonna I'm gonna needle all of you. <laughs> all right, are you guys done looking at the spreadsheet? Yeah, that, 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 that was cool. That, that's really cool. Thank you, Gareth, for yeah, doing that, that man. That's uh, anytime Gareth, I the community that. takes time out of their lives to do something like that. That's just super, super cool. Yeah. Plus, it's, so. it's not uh, just you know for that person you know how they because and it's great that he did that for himself because I you know I also think that maybe one of us. Or maybe both, like a few of us, should be replaced on the show by Gareth because Gareth has more respectable numbers than some of us. <laughs> but you know, when when you know, you're also contributing to the show, so it's not like you're just listening to the show or you know you're coming on the show, but you're also contributing to the show in in ways when you're not even on the show. So so we definitely appreciate that, Gareth. Uh, I'm just gonna put this out there. If anybody wants to do it, I'd like to see a spreadsheet of our, our hardest platinums, like uh, you know, community wide, you know, PlayStation profiles. What they deem is the hardest, like nine out of ten difficulties. I'd like to see how many of those platinums we'll, we get. Well, see, there are we sites have. that tell that, so they could just go to the sites and and yeah, you know, go to like yeah. PlayStation trophies well, so- or Power PYX and and figure from there. I wanted to ask that because, like, oh yeah, you know, I wonder what this would be, but also I felt like an asshole asking, you know, like putting that on the community <laughs> as opposed to us doing that ourselves. Because you know, all of all us, right. like each uh, one of us, could look up our own and go through our list and then come back and report back. We don't necessarily have to have someone in the community do that. Yeah, but see, the problem with that is I think, like, if we were to do that, um, Yield, you arguably would say Split Second is a very hard game to platinum. Yeah, the dev times are no joke. So, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not disputing that at all. Two. But so, but, but somebody else would, would could argue and say Split Second is really not that but, hard. But that's why I'm saying that go to, like, struggling. PlayStation Trophies, and because they, they have difficulty ratings, you know, a lot of times based on community feedback, like, use those numbers instead of your own opinion. Right. So, I mean, if somebody in the community wants to do that, we'd love to do it. Uh, if not, you know, I guess one day we'll do it. 
All right, so let's get back into the show. Thank you, Gareth, very much for doing that. That that is awesome. He did that on his own time, and he did that on a moment's notice because obviously, you know, he didn't do it until we announced that Daryl was going to be on the show. And Daryl, by the way, we got a lot of questions for you, sir. Sweet, sweet. Uh, all right, so let's get back into the show. Let's get into what we're playing. Uh, Yield, we'll start with you, sir. What have you been playing? Oh, uh, well, so I've been playing some World of Worship Legends. They've got a Fourth of July thing going on. But I've been kind of playing that. Been playing some Deep Rock Galactic. Been playing some Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. I've been playing some Grip Grip Combat Racing Rayman Legends Farm Simulator nineteen. <clears throat> I am sure I'm forgetting something. But we'll say maybe Sniper Elite Three because I can't remember. I think I got the platinum with that since I have been, been on. So I think that's about it. All right, Alex. A little more Hot Wheels Unleashed, trying to get those dinosaur cars from the Jurassic World pack. Been playing some Rocket League for the latest Rocket Pass, and I will say, and this this is kind of a, a tie back to my initial comments. So Ashley and I. You know, we, we, we're all cut up on the Umbrella Academy. We finished up the last two episodes of season four of Stranger Things last night. And after we got done, you know, before bed, I was, you know, just doing some, some daily challenges, weekly challenges and Hot Wheels and Rocket League. So I was playing some Rocket League games. And during the middle of one game, just out of nowhere, somebody, some yahoo up in the comments section of the chat reveals a spoiler for Stranger Things, like, a, a very important story point in the latest season and luckily we Asshole. had just seen it but it came out of nowhere it's like you're a real piece of trash you know that like just to do that just out of nowhere just to ruin something <laughs> a show that a lot of people enjoy and maybe they haven't had time to sit down and watch it and you're gonna ruin a plot point like piss off you know seriously so that that, that really pissed me off but luckily i had seen it and I, and I already know what happened so it wasn't a spoiler for me but just for somebody else in the game and you know that person's doing that in every game they play just kind of chat me off so uh, people don't be dicks. Don't do that. That's that's awful. People are just trying to enjoy games, and you know, not everyone has time to sit down and watch two hours of Stranger Things. Uh, you know, they they may have you know wanted to watch it at another time, and you just ruined it for them. So, so cut that shit out, dude. That junk happened yeah, to me I, I, for The Last of Us Two. <clears throat> like whenever that game had come out, so I was in a Game Informer like just like a chat thread or something. There was something completely unrelated to The Last of Us Two. And someone went in there spamming spoilers and then even posted a uh, like a little quick video, like a gif of <laughs> one of the scenes that was being spoiled. I was like, what a douche. Like, it was the top comment yeah. when I clicked on, you know, in, in the article. I mean, it's almost like a, a douche that uh, spoiled Star Wars Episode Seven. you know, two days after the show, uh, the movie was released in the theaters. Is that the one where Han Solo died? You're dead. Yeah. <laughs> That 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 was the one, and 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 and, he, and the person who I saw did that got banned from all of my social media. Dude, somebody freaking wrote that you, junk on the back of their vehicle. You banned Daryl from all social media. It wasn't Daryl. Oh yeah, Daryl came on this I did, show. I did it. on the show, but it was already a big deal after that. But I did. It, I must not have been here that episode because I didn't. I didn't hear it. Yeah, the, like he said it like five times on the show. He's like Han Solo died. Yeah. <laughs> Was, I take that back. I shouldn't have done that. That was a douche. Somebody you, that, you that ruined it for somebody. See, uh, uh, now now that we're on spoilers. See, what I hate is 
I have a guy who I'm not going to name um, because he actually is a good guy. He's just a bit of a douche uh, when it comes to certain things. Hey, I'm sitting right here. <laughs> not you. Oh. <laughs> um, he will literally go because he, he gets uh, movie, movie tickets early. And he will literally go into the movie theater a week before the movie's even released, come back and post spoilers on his social media. And he does it for every single movie that, like, every popular movie that's out there. Like, I knew that Thanos was at the end of Avengers a week before the movie even came out in theaters because he would he just started posting pictures of Thanos. And then once you see it, like, he doesn't outright say, oh, Thanos is in Avengers, but he'll just start posting pictures He's of Thanos. Planting stuff and in then, the back of your mind. <laughs> right, and then you go watch the movie and you're like, oh, that motherfucker spoiled it. But he didn't really spoil it, you know. I know what you mean. Hey, if you speaking of, have you guys seen the new Doctor Strange movie? Uh yeah, it's on Disney. I, I have not. No, it's pretty wild, man. It's definitely more Evil Dead than it is MCU. Well, you want to know why it's more Evil Dead, don't you? Well, because Sam Raimi directed. There it. you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it's almost like I swear it's like he was like, well, I, I don't get to make another Evil Dead movie, so I'm going to make this as Evil Dead as freak, dude. It, it's it's pretty wild. I I quite enjoyed it. And, and it's I I I don't know if yo did you watch it yet no no but I know uh, I know Bruce Campbell's on it <laughs> yeah well yeah for a split second. yeah Papa Pizza always uh, gets paid well because well Bruce Campbell's in every Sam Raimi movie I know that, 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 that's when I realized Sam Raimi did it somebody's like hey somebody was like hey Bruce Campbell's in Doctor Strange I'm like Sam Raimi directed it didn't he? he's like yeah how'd you know and I'm like because Bruce Campbell's in every Sam Raimi movie. Yes, he is. And, and and to be fair, this isn't really a spoiler, and it doesn't have any context in the movie. He's literally playing the same character he played in Spider Man. It's so good, man. <laughs> um. Uh. All right. And what have I been playing? I've been playing Division Two. Uh, oh, that's it. I. That's all I played. I was. I know we got all sidetracked, but come back. Come back oh, to sorry. me when you have the chance. I. I I'm done. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Uh, the other big thing I've been playing, obviously, is Assassin's Creed Origins. So I know last week I talked about I was going to stream it on, on PG. I did not have the opportunity to do that or couldn't find a good time. So I definitely want to do that this week, especially since I'm not editing the show. Thank you, Tricky, for taking that bullet. Uh, but just some more quick thoughts on Origins, which overall I'm having a good time with. Uh, not blown away with it. I think the way the best way that I could convey how I feel about Assassin's Creed Origins is kind of how Yield felt about Forbidden West. Really good game. Not, like, blowing me away by any stretch of the imagination. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, my, my, I'll, I'll kind of share my first gripe here at the beginning because I am overall pretty positive on the game, so I don't want to, you know, like, I want to say the one con uh, and then, you know, just shower praise in other areas. Uh, I hate leaving the Animus. It's really dumb, and I don't want to do it anymore. Like, I got forced out of the Animus for the second time to play as whatever her name was. I, I don't know, Layla. Is that is that her name, Layla? Outside the Animus. Yes. Um, but yeah, I hate leaving the Animus. I just want to play as Aya and Bayek. I, I don't want to go outside the Animus. I, for me, they killed the Animus out the outside the Animus stuff when they killed Desmond. Like, don't do it anymore. Just let me play in Egypt. Let me play in in um, you know, as the Viking. Let me play as uh, in in uh, Athens or Greece or wherever. Don't take me outside the Animus. You've killed that you know, long, long time ago. So unless I'm wrong, tricky and it gets better. But right now, anytime <laughs> they pull me out, I'm like, I'm pissed off. It's like, this is the part of the game I don't want to play. Um, but yeah, some of the, some of the other positive things, uh, I really like how they incorporated wildlife. Like, you know, you got lions and you got hippos and you got 
crocodile crocodiles and even to the point where i was on a mission and i looked into the 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 water and some guy's boat got destroyed you know like he was in jaws and then i see him like fall in the water start swimming and all of a sudden a croc comes up and just devours him it's like uh, it's really cool that you know this is a game that features like the wildlife and the wildlife itself is a danger and there are rogue animals you can go kill to get extra xp so i really like that i like the fact you know that when you fight enemies and you hit them, you know, with your weapons, you know, they can bleed out. You can cause mortal wounds that will continue to sap health from them, and they'll kind of bleed out over time. I like the fact that you can speed up time, the time of the day, so you can go from night to uh, day really quickly with a touchpad, and some things are required within missions for it to be a certain time of day, so that definitely helps with that. I love that you can fight underwater, because obviously you got to... Um, go to sunken ships and you got to dive underwater to find certain treasures and there are crocodiles in there so you got to defend yourself so you know unlike horizon where you couldn't fight underwater i definitely like that they include that in this game climbing the pyramids uh, so i'm in giza right now climbing the pyramids is kind of a pain but sliding back down them is really awesome and i'm finally you know i went to the sphinx i'm now going into the pyramids in giza which is a really cool experience so for anyone who loves egypt like i do being able to go inside the sphinx and going inside the the giant the pyramids of giza and doing some tomb raiding is incredibly awesome. So, again, I love the setting of Egypt. The gameplay of Assassin's Creed is fun, but, again, doesn't blow me away. So I think that, really, the best part of this game is where it's located. And, you know, you may be able to say that because they put so much painstaking effort to recreate the world, these worlds, it may be the fact that Greece is the best part of um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey and that, you know, just the locations in all these places, the Holy Lands and the original Assassin's Creed, like, these are the, the actual best parts of the gameplay. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, I like running around and sneaking around and fighting people and assassinating people, like, jumping off of high ledges and, you know, just bombing down on somebody and taking them out, you know, not so silently, but still, you know, in assassination style. So, I enjoy that, but again, it's it's Egypt that's real, the real star here, so uh, gameplay's fun, but not the best thing about this game. So, but yeah, I'm working my way through in Giza now and, okay. and striding forward. All right, so let's get into whoa, whoa, our you topics. skipped me. I, I I did that on purpose. Ah, kill me. I don't want to be I don't want to hear about the spam game you're playing. <laughs> oh, we'll get into that later. Daryl, what are you playing? I've been playing uh Spider Man Miles Morales. <laughs> I got my three hundred and sixty sixth platinum on the PS4 version. Uh, uh uh no you did not. Yep. No you did not. Yep. I I I I'm not gonna call out you call you out publicly, but you cheated. Oh God, I I, I love how I managed to cheat literally every and everything that I do. Do you, do you, do you want me to go to your Facebook post? Uh, where me and Spider Packs played it together. Yeah, you played it together. You didn't get that platinum. Uh, Spider Packs got the half that platinum. <laughs> no. You got a half a platinum, sir. Sure, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Spider Packs got my 366 platinum for me. And, uh, See, he, admit, he admits it. Somebody clipped that. We have we had a really good time together, you know, father and son bonding. Even if it doesn't count in Tricky's eyes, it was it was a blast. But uh, adding that to the PS4 Premium made PS4 Premium worth it for me instantly because I wanted the PS4 version. When I bought my PS5, I bought the uh, deluxe edition or whatever the the digital deluxe day one whatever crap it was that gave you the Spider Man remaster. It didn't give you the PS4 version, too? No. Well, I bought the physical version, so it didn't give me... It was the PS5 version. Well, that's what, that's that's your fault for buying physical. Well, see, yeah, that's all good, because like, I'll have my copy forever. So it's, uh, it's on my shelf, and it looks amazing. But that being said, um, 
I got the platinum in that one, and that was really cool because I've been waiting on it to go on sale just so I could do that again because I quite enjoy that game. And uh, so I knocked that one out. I've been did a little bit of uh, trophy boosting with uh, MZ Nitro. We got together and knocked out some of the multiplayer stuff for Minecraft. Have you guys ever played the game Wonderful 101? No, but I I'm well aware no. of what uh, what it is. It's on the is it on the Switch? Well, it was a Wii U game, and now it's been remastered. Okay, um, okay that's what it was. Yeah, and it's very interesting. I, I don't think I like it, but I don't hate it. So I, I played that for, I don't know, a couple hours this morning, um, and it's very interesting. It's it's a platinum game, but I don't know. It's uh, the, the, the way the game... It's aspect, I guess, of like the, it's not quite side scroll. It's not, it's like two and a half D, maybe a little bit more, but it's very interesting because you, you're a, you're these little wonderful 100 characters and you kind of like grab and save civilians and it makes your little group bigger and better, you know? And the more you have, the more, um, like you can kind of like create objects with your group to fight and battle with you can create like terrain and bridges and things of that nature um and kind of get on top of buildings and and go across places it's pretty interesting I, it's, it's a game that like i bought physical and i haven't opened yet i just put, and it was on premium so i was like i'll just download it and then i'll just never and just want to open my copy and it's something i've wanted to play because it looked very interesting and i heard some other podcasters talk about how this was like the hidden gem on the wii u and I just I don't know it's it's not it's it's not really clicking for me I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a little bit longer but I, I'm not sure that this one's gonna be a game for me in the long term I've been uh, another one that I'm not really loving is I'm playing some Ape Escape also on PS Premium yeah it's a little rough it controls like butt <laughs> it's, it does it's just it's got that old just crap control so it, that one kind of is I, and and, and to, to be a little bit of offense it was one of the first games that was trying to utilize the analog sticks right 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 and it makes you use them okay <laughs> yeah it does um so i've been playing that and then uh, i've been uh, i did i uh, got with gareth actually and we did a little bit of the uh, spider-man i'm not spider-man um ninja turtles uh shredder's revenge fantastic game it, it's really good it's it's probably the best game i've played so far this year um now granted i've got dying light 2 and i played a little bit of that and i played a little bit of horizon forbidden west but this ninja turtle game was just hitting i really like it so far you know, um, you mentioned that Daryl and we were driving to a, we hung out with some friends today that we hadn't seen in a long, long time. And while we were driving over to Indiana, we, um, cause we just live across the, the river in, in right. Louisville. We, I, I put, went on Spotify and I just put on the soundtrack, the Shredder's Revenge soundtrack by T Lopez. And just, we were blasting it in the yeah. car the entire time. So if you're looking to listen to that soundtrack, it is fantastic. And it is on Spotify. So you can't find it there. It's, it's the music is so good. It's very good. It's very good. So, yeah, I've been playing that. I've been quite enjoying it. There's another game. If you've got PS Premium, I was talking about this on the Loot Bros show this past, uh, that, well, it'll go live um, tomorrow as of recording this. But um, it's a game called Nine Monkeys of Shaolin. It is a side-scroll beat-em-up with kind of 2.5D, uh, a, a little bit more intricate combo system than, than Ninja Turtles. Um, it's 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 really good beat 'em up. Like it's a, it's a pretty lengthy game as well, and a very attainable platinum. 
I'm about 51% done with that trophy list. Um, but that's that was a pretty good game. And I, I really like side-scroll beat-em-ups. And this one, you know, this one was it, it was good. I, I quite enjoyed that game. So, And then the only other thing I've been playing that I kind of wanted to mention is uh, Cat Lateral Damage uh, Remeowstered. So back in the day... <laughs> they remastered that they game? They it, yes. So back in the day, I did... Um, oh, my God. I, I did a review for Proven Gamer for Cat Lateral Damage. We got review copies and, and <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. I felt like that was like a four to six hour platinum, maybe, maybe eight hours, but essentially it's like a first person point of view cat simulator. And the object of the game is to go through the house on the shelves and knock everything into the floor. Well, they've remastered the game and they made it way more difficult. They added some RPG elements. So you actually have to like level up your cats um, and instead of just going into a room and just knocking everything on the floor, you've got objectives. So even though it's technically the same game, it's very, very different. Um, so it's very, pretty interesting, actually. I bought it for my daughter, and she played it for a little while. And it's just kind of one of those games that you can play on a podcast where you don't need to listen or, or, or pay attention to what you're really doing. You just knock crap on the floor. So... um yeah, again, I think this platinum is going to take a little bit longer. I'm thinking this one's definitely going to be more of the eight to ten hour range. Uh, but but it's definitely uh, it's interesting. But it, if you're if you pick it up, you get the PS4 and PS5 version. But the trophies do not auto pop, so you have two full trophy lists that you actually have to play. So that's all I got. All right, uh, let's get into our topics. Uh, the first article we have coming from Ryan Dinsdale over at IGN. Persona 5 Royal Royale, uh, PlayStation 5, Xbox, and PC versions will include all 45 DLC packs. This will be at launch. Um, as reported by the Persona channel, players will have instant access to a ton of different costume packs and other smaller pieces of DLC when the game is released in October 21st. The costumes aren't mostly tied to other Persona games or games from the Shin... Uh, Megami series from which Persona is a spinoff with players being able to don the clothes from previous pr- protagonists and so on. Some of the DLC is a little heftier though such as the Royal Challenge Battles extra set which provides some additional items and other which includes fully fledged additional Persona uh, a full list of DLC uh, pa- the full list of the DLC packs is available now. Do we have any Persona fans here? No. No, sir. I RPGs. Heard, I never heard you guys talk well, about it. Well, RPGs in general, I mean, Japanese or otherwise, are not. I, I, I enjoy RPG elements in games, but they got to be pretty light because I'm not not big on the uh, the role-playing games. I'm not into and the Yield, animes. Yield, you're not into Persona at oh, all, right? absolutely not. <laughs> uh, I know is a, a big thing out there, so and I don't play them either. I tried playing. I think I tried to play uh, Golden, the one on the Vita. Yeah, me too. I tr- I spent and it was forty five minutes before I was able to do anything. I was like, I'm turning this off, dude. I tried. I probably spent three, four, five hours in that game. Maybe I, I don't really remember, but like because that's known as one of the best, if not the best, Vita game. Right. And as a Vita fanboy, like I am, I was like, well, surely I've got to get into this. But I just I don't get down with the anime, man. It just ain't for me. And then especially. Um, you know, teen date simulating, you know, go to school. It just, nope, wasn't, I can't do it, man. I tried. All right. 
the next thing we have, uh, I have some sad news for anybody uh, that likes these games. Sucker Punch has no plans to revisit Infamous or Sly Cooper series right now. This is coming from Amelia Zollner over at IGN. Since Sucker Punch for- formation nearly 25 years ago, the studio has developed multiple beloved series like Infamous and Sly Cooper. Now the studio shifts its focus to a new IP. These franchises won't be receiving any new entries in the new future. In a statement published to the studio's website, Sucker Punch thanked fans for their support and laid out some of its plans for the future. According to the statement, the team is is working on a new project that requires the full studio's attention, so there are no currently no plans for any Sly Cooper infamous projects in the works at Sucker Punch or at any other studios. However, Sucker Punch clarified that it isn't done with these beloved franchises forever and that it would, quote, never say never to reopen in those doors down the road, end quote. Alongside this announcement, Sucker Punch revealed a few minor updates to Infamous games that will roll out soon. According to the statement, the studio will relocate the Infamous uh, UG servers, UGC servers to prolong their lifespan, although eventually they will need to sunset those. End quote. Uh, so, anybody that is looking for a new Sly Cooper or Infamous game, you're going to be waiting quite a while. Yeah, well, I mean, I hate that. what I said this, what, last week on the show, that usually Sony Studios, Sony Home Studios, you know, they start a franchise and then that, over time, that franchise is held off to, handed off to somebody else and they don't really go back to their old franchises. I assume that at some point, Naughty Dog will hand off Uncharted to somebody else and somebody else might do Uncharted games instead of Naughty Dog. But I mean, yeah, they're they don't go back. They're they're making new IPs and they're they're going to continue on with those and then they're going to create new things. And it's at some point, you know, it's going to be Sony's call when they go back to the stuff, not necessarily the studio. So I never expected Sucker Punch to go back to Infamous or Sly Cooper. It is a little sobering to hear that not just at Sucker Punch, but all in general, there's no plans yeah. for these. That's kind of the sobering part. But at the same time. You know, there also was – they did say that we're not done with these. So I think, you know, that shows that there are talks. They're, they have been brought up, these franchises. And I don't think Sony's going to let them do- lie dormant, you know, forever. So there's going to be – and again, Sony is, you know, buying up all these studios. So they always have the chance – there's always people to hand them off to when they want to bring them back. All right. Yield? Any comments? Uh Disappointed that you're not going to see a Sly Cooper anytime soon. Infamous, eh. I enjoyed the first two more than I did the second son. So I'm not overly disappointed that they're not going back to that right now. Yeah, I, I'm, I really wanted another Infamous game. I got to be honest. I was kind of hoping something soon would be coming. But, you know, kind of sad that, you know, there's nothing in the works anywhere. All right, uh, next bit of news. Anybody looking for the God of War news? Because no. God of War direct, the God of War director urges patience as fans wait for Rag- Ragnarok news. We have an update to the story. The original story. Uh, one of the biggest rumors heading into the week was the potential information surrounding God of War Ragnarok, possibly even a release date. But with June almost over and no mention of the next God of War game, Santa Monica Studios Corey Bogog is asking fans to keep the faith. Quote. If it were up to me, I would share all the information when I know about it, but it's not up to me, so please, please be patient. Uh, he also went on to say, because that was uh, speculated that possibly the game was delayed, uh, Corey Bullock had followed up his earlier tweet by making it clear to the fans that it has not been delayed out of 2022. We are still expected this year. So, 
If you're looking for news, because there was a rumor of a state of play coming out last week, and apparently that didn't happen. Yeah, I actually posted an article or a, a screenshot <laughs> from Twitter of that in Trophy Horrors and then quickly uh, deleted it because I realized that it was it was just a rumor and not an official like Sony Twitter account. Also, I think that you kind of bury the lead because part of the reason to come out about this is, and I saw somewhere in the news that Ron Gilbert had said he's not sharing anything about the new Monkey Island um, because of, of abuse from fans online. But uh, I'll have to find the article for that, the exact quote. But the, people were sending pictures of genitalia to Sony Santa Monica workers, you know, dick pics and whatnot. Uh, in exchange for trying to get information about the release date for God of War Ragnarok, which is part of the reason that Sony Santa Monica came out and said, please be patient and please, please be respectful. So people were actually sending lewd pictures to workers at Sony Santa Monica trying to get uh, information about this stuff. So I, well, I, I, I don't want to sound like you know an asshole here, but I think that was only one person. Not that that's okay, but I, I think they were only doing that to one person. Well, still, that's... Are you saying only one person received the pictures? That that's what I heard, and I'm, I'm in no way, shape, or form am I trying to defend it. I'm just saying, I I don't. Only one person came out and said that. That's why I'm saying it was only one person. Uh, but either way, that's not cool. Don't do that. But I I don't think it was a widespread thing. Like they were saying, Corey Barlog pictures of penises. Yeah, and but stuff. still, like the fact that there are people out there willing to do that, I think that. And again, with Ron Gilbert oh, coming assholes. out and saying he's not going to share any more information, I think that. We, I understand that waiting for your games and wanting to play a game, you know, it can seem at times like an excruciating wait, but you got to be respectful of these people who put their, I mean, people go through crunch. Being a game developer, yes, while at times can seem like it's fun, I'm sure a lot of it is not fun. And, you know, be more respectful when it comes to discourse with game developers and don't be, you know, sending inappropriate pictures to people or, you know, threatening people or, you know, stuff like that. That's just, if you want to share your displeasure or you want to share your frustration, there are more respectable ways to do that, more respectful ways to do that. So just don't go over that line. That's just crossing the line. You don't need to do that. And it, at some point, you know, maybe if enough people do this stuff, game developers and, and studios just kind of like shut down their media and say, well, we're only, we're going to drip feed this or we're going to feed you less because of, you know, the behavior of you all. So, I mean, it's, you know, we just don't kind of need we don't need this kind of stuff whether it was one person being sent this stuff by numerous people or whatever i think it's something that needs to be called out and you know you need to we just need to stop it where it is i agree i i, I again i wasn't trying to defend it i'm just saying i didn't think that was a widespread thing i think that was only one person that was getting <laughs> so it. wait That's you guys are saying that i should stop sending wiener picks for for game updates absolutely well, that's okay. what they say i mean i mean they probably have I mean, to hey, say that though. if it's working for you I'm not here to judge. I mean, I, I'm, I'm wondering if it's that, like, they have to say that. Like, it's kind of like, all right, guys, like, don't send them wink, wink anymore. We can't tell you, wink, wink. <laughs> Move it on. Uh, in a story that I know Yield's response is going to be, I'll believe it when I see it. Yep. Skull and Bones appears to be arriving in November. This is coming from Ryan Dinsdale over at IGN. Ubisoft's open-world pirate game Skull and Bones will reportedly be released on November 8th after years of troubled development. As reported by Eurogamer, industry, indersi- industry insider uh, at Illumia Italia shared on Twitter below that a release date has been found amid the apparent Xbox Store entry. Also listen a plethora of DLC packs for the game. These include a pre-order bonus Bloody Bones Legacy Mission, 
the Ashton Corsair mission, the Smuggler Pass token, digital soundtrack and art book, and premium bonus pack. While it's unclear what these are individually, the placement on the Xbox Store certainly implies that Ubisoft is nearing an official announcement of Skull and Bones release date, from which point, which from which point players will be able to pre-order it. Repeated leaker Tom Henderson sub- subsequently followed to add weight to the November release date, also in the tweet above. This is not this also not the only evidence to su- su- suggest a major reveal is coming. Skull and Bones was raided by the ESRB on June 27th and by South Korea's ratings board in May. And games are usually only presented to rating boards once they're complete or near complete state. Gameplay also leaked in April, that pretty much a comprehensive overview of the game. And while it's not clear what stage of development this was from, we do know that certain members of the public have been playing Skull and Bones to test it for Ubisoft. The game was first revealed five years ago in 2017, but suffered delay after delay, and as of July of last year, had reportedly been in development for eight years. It reportedly entered an alpha stage at this time after receiving a major reboot in September 2020. Yield, I know that this was one of your anticipated games, and now, like I said, you're in a state of I'll believe it when I see it, so I'm going to let you do your comments first. So I wish they would quit saying gameplay leaked in April, because every time I click that article... The only thing they show you is the 23-minute video of Skull and Bones gameplay in 4K from E3 of 2018. So, I wish they would stop saying that, because if that's the case, I've already seen it. It's it's nothing new. So, until I see something new, yeah, I'm going to wait and see type thing, because you've already compared it that you were going more Fortnite with it, which immediately deletes me out of it. So, yeah, show me some gameplay, some legit gameplay. I could care less about your release date. All right, let's go to Alex. You know, especially Ubisoft, I know that there are game developers, like every game developer at a certain point, you know, reveals footage of a game or says, hey, we're, you know, we're coming out with this game, and then everything kind of dies down for a bit. But, like, Eco was one of those big games for Sony where people were like, was, we're wondering, is this ever going to come out? But Ubisoft in particular, with like Beyond Good and Evil 2 and Skill and Bones, like they just go media, like radio silent on a lot of these games that people really, really want. And then it's infuriating because information will pop up every now and again. But is it like, is it credible? Do we believe this? So Ubisoft in general seems to be really bad about this. All right. And Daryl. Uh, I'm just curious as to what platform, what subscription platform this is going to go to first. So it just seems like Ubisoft and PlayStation are playing nice right now. Skull and Bones might be a PS Premium day one. Uh, Okay. All right. And our last bit of news before we go into our topics of the week. The Horizon TV series appears to be called Horizon 2074, which is likely a big clue to the story. This is coming from Ryan Dinsdale over at IGN. PlayStation's Horizon TV series will seemingly be called Horizon 2074, indicating that it's partly set during the fall of Civilization, which takes place a thousand years before the games. The name was shared alongside a crew listed on the Directors Guild of Ontario website. Matthew reports that the industry insider Jeff Grubb, who shared the listing. 
The 2074 date more or less matches up with the fall of civilization in the 21st century mentioned in the first two PlayStation games, which dated slightly earlier in 2066. The actual story of the Horizon games takes place around a thousand years later. Sony announced, along, that, announced that Horizon would be expanded into a multimedia franchise in May alongside two other PlayStation game series, God of War and Gran Turismo. Little less is known about Horizon 2074 other than it's coming to Netflix. Alex, you are the biggest Horizon fan here. Are you going to be watching this? And does this the name mean anything to you? Uh, I mean, for me personally, I forget when is Horizon set? What what year? I don't even remember what year it's set in the stories. They are saying it's around 3076 or 66. 3066. So this might be when everything else is 2076. This might be when things start to go to shit for for Earth as we know it right now. That That's what So yeah, I mean that's going to be the origins of Horizon of Zero Dawn. So that would make sense, kind of like a prequel to explain everything. Uh, I mean, we have Netflix, but that but that means that we're not going to see Aloy then. That's fine. We're already not going to I mean, we're going to see Aloy and call it Yes, you will. How are we gonna see Aloy? Uh, she's I'm a, sure that you'll see Doctor Zobek. Yeah, you'll that's see right. Doctor Zobek. She was uh, okay. Yes, but that's not Aloy. Yes, it is. It's, it's her from her. She was made from Elizabeth Zobek. She is like essentially a clone of Elizabeth Elizabeth Zobek. What? Okay. What if Tricky what crushes on saying? her harder than he does Aloy? I think that's what he's afraid I of. I know what you guys are saying, but I'm saying that's not going to be <laughs> that's Aloy. What, that's going to be Elizabeth Sobeck. He also want to cheat on his woman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Aloy was not, spoiler, Aloy was not born, born of people. She was made from machines, so, like, she didn't have a traditional mother and father, but she is She's from- Terminator. She is Elizabeth's, from Elizabeth Sobeck's DNA. So, you know, I- Anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, Horizon called them out and looks really good, and Aloy is not going to be the main protagonist in that. They're going to introduce a new protagonist into that and other new characters. So, I mean, we have Netflix, so yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot. It depends on, you know, if now if we keep watching it, it's going to be completely dependent upon the quality of the show. But this is what I told you Sony's doing. You know, they are setting up these franchises to become multimedia franchises. That's why part of them buying Bungie was so big is because they Bungie wants to bring Destiny yep. to other platforms, and Sony can do that for him. So... Who I mean, God of War, Gran Turismo. We're going to see all this stuff become television shows. We've already seen Uncharted turn into a movie. The Last of Us is going to be a TV show on HBO, which thankfully we also have HBO Max. So yeah, I'm going to I'm going to check this out. Why wouldn't I? Now, if I had to go buy uh, another platform, another subscription service to watch them, that's a barrier that I might jump over. Might not jump over, but when we already have a subscription to that, sure, why not? We're always looking for something new to watch. Side side note: Anybody seen the Uncharted movie besides me? I saw it. No, my kids freaking loved it, dude. It's a good movie. That's not bad. All right. Uh, Yield will go to you. Are, are you going to be watching the show? I mean, I'll check it out. It all depends on the trailers. I'm I'm not... I'm never sold on anything tied to video games until I see trailers. Is there, is there any word of who is playing, who, who you know, the stars of the movie, uh, the show? I don't think so. I think all we've gotten so far is just they're, they've announced that they're going to make it. Uh, I, hold on. I'm looking up an IMDB right now. See if he's listening to anybody. Cast. Uh, see preliminary cast. Okay. Uh, nope. It's behind a paywall. So, no, I can't see that. All right. So, no. Uh, all right. Yeah. I'm, I'll 
well, I'll check out the trailers. And most likely I'll sit down and watch it one day. It's probably only going to be like 8-10 episodes. But tricky, it doesn't have <laughs> Aloy. <laughs> yeah, how, why are All you right. going to watch it? So, now comes... Uh, See, look, Daryl, he's dodging our questions. He can't handle the <laughs> smart, heat. My smart favorite man. part. My favorite part of the show is when I get to play this soundbite. Time to check my social media. Okay, hold on. D- Daryl, before right. we go any further, look at what he does. Doesn't he constantly complain about people trolling him, but on every single show, his favorite part is the part that he knows that Joe Priestley hates. And I think Zach doesn't like it either, so <laughs> that is his favorite part of the show, is getting to troll people, but yet we have to hear constant belly aching from Tricky Mick about how other people troll him in polls. I told Tricky, I was like, we sh- Tricky needs a rebranding. You, you know how it is when someone in wrestling has their character for so long and it starts to get a little stale. And even though the desired effect that they're going for, you know, like your baby face, after a while, you got sick and tired of John Cena, the good guy. Like John Cena coming out was like, oh, he's, he's so good. Oh, he's so great. You know, he's John Cena doing John Cena stuff. It's time for Tricky to to just pick a side, one way or the other. Are you a are you a I picked my are side. You a heel or are you a face? And lean into. I it. picked my side. Every now and again, you just gotta switch it up, man. So hold on, Daryl. You gotta, I think what you're calling for is for him to get the Hollywood Hogan treatment. I think I think it's time. <laughs> it was Hogan all is, along. Is it time for me to drop the leg? I think so. <laughs> all right. Well, let some of our listeners drop some questions in the Facebook chat. Uh Daryl started off by saying, make them jokes good. That's right. Uh, so I'm going to do these a little out of order. Normally, I just go top to bottom. But two of these kind of uh, match up together. Uh, first, we got a statement from Rick. It says, not a question, but I say Daryl got off light. He knows what he was doing. If CJ recommended a game to me, I'd absolutely check it out before it was if it was spanned beforehand. Which leads into the question from Matt G. He says, how do you guys feel about the result of the survey on Daryl's oopsie spam? Now, I know this is not Yield's favorite topic. He's getting annoyed at the fact that we keep talking about the bet. <laughs> but, Yield, I will go to you first because publicly uh, we've never really spoke about it on the show. What do you feel about Daryl's oopsie uh, spam game? I could care less. I could on straight up honestly, I could give two shits less. This is it's got. I mean, it's all fun and games. I get that, but you constantly calling him out. It's just I've, I've done it. Okay, uh, before me, Daryl actually get into it. Alex, uh, I know you've said on the show, uh, what do you think about Daryl's oopsie spam game? But I'll just let you. Uh, update our listeners if they did not hear I mean, it yet. For me, the I, the thing that swayed me is that Daryl said that once he, once all the trophies started popping and he figured out what was going on, because he asked CJ, is this a spam game? And CJ said no. You know, his... That was his first mistake, well, by the way. He trusted <laughs> CJ, but um, I think that because Daryl stopped playing the game once he realized what was going on, that I think that that for me is he realized that there was a mistake made and he stopped playing. And, you know, who knows, after this year, he'll probably go back and get the tro- the platinum trophy. But right now, because he didn't try to go just get an easy platinum trophy, I thought it was a mistake, but I thought we could, for- you know, forgive him for it and just let the competition keep rolling because I didn't feel like it was intentional. And I think he made the right decision when it came to, you know, 
to stop when he did. So I, I, I think the, the competition still should still go on. I don't think we need to be that harsh about it. It's just video games. And yeah, I, I don't think he intended to go get a rat spam. He was kind of tricked into it. And, you know, worst case scenario, Daryl is a little bit too trusting. But at the same time, I don't think the intent was there. So I think that, you know, leave him alone about it. You know, let, let give him mulligan on it. Not only do right, I so appreciate that, Alex, but I want to kind of lean in just for, for context. Okay. At the time of this game being you know, uh, uh, pitched to me, the current trophy guide that I have a screenshot of was that it was about an hour of playthrough, and you have to do two playthroughs to get all the trophies. Okay. And that was uh, that was the conversation that we had. I was like, well, uh, you know, CJ's like, hey, you, you like these FMV games? This one is wild. And this game is freaking, it's an acid trip. It's wild. Um, it's obnoxiously stupid, but like also creative genius. I don't know which one it is more than the other. But at the time it was like, oh, okay, this is a, you know, two hour playthrough. You know, it was a, it was a newish game. And then once I started playing it, I was like, I don't know, man. I ended up with 54% of the trophies before I finished my first playthrough and stopped. And then I, you know, double back. I was like, how long did, how long did it take you? Because, you know, like that seemed a little spammy to me. And we had a conversation about it open on the show. It wasn't like it was anything done in secret, anything done in, you know, in messenger or whatever. Nothing that I had to hide my trophies to PSN profiles for. And then once I was called out on it by a listener, I was like, yeah, absolutely. You guys, you know, if whatever the council that we've put together decides, I'll take whatever that is. Even if that is, I take the L. And I had no objection to that. As a matter of fact, it wasn't until Tricky was pressing on the games I was playing that these new and arbitrary sanctions oh, stop. got put on me. Because originally Stop. our definition of spam were these thirty-minute, you know, rat ratalika games, and these um, these uh, breakthrough gaming games. You know, it, technically, I'm playing what you would call old school spam. You know, anything over an hour by today's standards is basically a full full fledged game. Because a lot of these spam games, you don't even have to be in them for a minute or two. So, but like I said, I left my I threw myself at the mercy of the council. And Tricky, I said, I'll go whatever Tricky says. And even even they said, hey, you know what? We're going to throw it to the community. No, they didn't say that. I said that. Either way, you, they is in you and the council because you were uh, calling for my head for a little while there. Oh, no, 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 don't. I, I, I will screenshot the chat. The the Rick called you out, and him and Garrett had a conversation back and uh-huh. forth, and they both said it was spam. And that by their definition, you lost the bet. But their definition you, hold, wait, after. Hold on, hold on. Let me go. Then you said, I legit did not think I messed up because you thought our bet was that you could not platinum a spam game in which I thought the rule was we cannot play a spam game to the point that there was a time when One Night Stand came out on the PS5. And, came, and I turned it on 
to see if there was a separate trophy list, which there was, and I was immediately called out by Rick, who questioned whether or not I played the game, and I said I didn't play the game, I just started it to see if there was a, if there was a separate list, and he said okay. So at that point, Rick knew that we weren't even allowed to play the game because he was calling me out even though I had not even popped one trophy. Well, and that's good. That was very good of you to not go through with that one. Uh, but when we started this thing, it wasn't this arbitrary... 100th or 300th top achiever garbage that I've been sanctioned with since then. Now that's another layer to this onion that these guys haven't heard yet because I was playing games that I'm allowed to play that your side bets negated you from playing. And then I was playing these F and V games with my wife, having quality time with a person that doesn't freaking play games. And I'm getting raked through the coals in these messenger groups. And so they're like, yeah, you know what? Here's, here's our new sanctions. You know, it's like uh, nothing, if, if it's, they classify it as spam, if the hundredth fastest achiever on the sites g- gets it done under a certain amount of time. At that point, uh, you know, and I've said that on my show, sorry, guy, I'm not looking that up. I, I can't be bothered to, to fool with that. If I lose <laughs> because of um, rules made after the fact, then I lose. I'm not, I'm not looking up to see. Um, what these professional spamaholics knock out their stuff in, you know? Because because you know we had a, a a conversation with the commissioner of the backlog beatdown, JT, and it's like these games come out like Ape Escape, right? When Ape Escape came out, that platinum guide was uh, or, or the the completion time was was about uh, five hours. And then at one point in time, he he messaged me. He goes, "Hey, this doesn't count for an extra point anymore because the the platinum time's down to three hours. It had changed because people started getting it done faster." Since that conversation, it's gone back up, you know, and he uses various sites to monitor these things or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? That's what's happening here. A lot of some of these these games that I will I will admit they kind of skirt the line on on our parameters of what spam is. But I mean, a game that's two hours today could be one hour tomorrow. You know, these these friggin' spam guys and these uh um games done quick guys that speed run games and all that stuff. I can't beat games like that. I could barely beat games on freaking easy so uh i'm not saying like like you know i'm not asking for for pity or uh concessions or anything of that of that nature i'm just uh, kind of putting it out there that uh i wasn't worried about it at first and then once i aired my concern my co-host and trophy hunter and you know partner in crime said it took him two hours and if it took a professional spam artist, CJ, two hours, then surely I was in the clear. But it did put me into some murky waters, and now here we are. All right. Well, the results of the, the poll were everybody said give you a pass, and we are giving you a pass. I appreciate yeah. that. We have a very loving and forgiving community. Because let's be real. like When it comes to these spam games, there we have had to create so many rules in these competitions to consider what is what is – I'm still trying to write the bill. What is eligible and what is spam? So obviously, <laughs> yeah. there's a very thin line between this stuff. You can't just be like, okay, no rattly games, because there's obviously more considerations that need to go in there. So, and there's worse ones out there now. Rattleyka games are kind of long. That's like considered old school spam. Do you guys remember when you when you early in the trophy whore days, like when he brought he brought up the bill of rights? You know, when we when I first started associating with you guys, you guys were working on the bill of rights because it was spam was like Hannah Montana and. Mega Mind and you know games that were like considered quote kitty games 
targeted. Yeah, we we called them questionable. Yeah, platinums. questionable platinums. That was the spam back in the day. A solid eight hour game could have you called into question. <laughs> oh, the good old days. <laughs> All right, going on to the next question. Come from Joseph Priestley. Does Tricky use macros at work to make his job easier? No. Tricky's job couldn't be easier. He just sits and plays video games all day. All right. Uh, Question from Hank. I got a question. So I missed where the macro conversation came in. Now, to be fair, I'm a couple of weeks behind on all my podcasts because I'm I'm not working in a facility anymore. I'm working from home and my podcast time has definitely been cut down. Um, What, where did this come from? Because it sounds to me, the way it's been told to me is that like, I'm getting crucified for potential spam violations, but you're writing macros to have your games play themselves and, and you're in the clear. Okay. Uh, I'll give you the short version because we've explained this on the show like three or four times already. <laughs> uh, in, in Mortal Kombat 11, you have to do all the tutorials. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have a, a macro program on my computer in which I can... I can record a sequence on the controller to a button. So in just to use simple things, to throw a fireball in Street Fighter, it's quarter circle forward punch. Okay? Okay. So what I do is I hit a button on the macro. I hit or I hit to record the macro. I do the quarter punch forward punch and it does the fireball. I save that macro. Then in the game itself, when I play in the game, I can just hit that one button, and instead of having to do the quarter circle forward punch, I just hit the one button, and it does the fireball. Cheater. Oh, okay. That's where where that's where people are starting to debate because it's not like I can go in and go down, down forward, forward punch. I actually have to go do the motion as I was doing it normally. So the, the, the arguments coming into play is, do you do this, is doing that, where I'm actually doing the motion and recording it, is that different from having to do it live? Absolutely. And the reason I did, yes. and the reason, and the reason I did it is because in those tutorials, you have to pull off a certain combo in which you have to hit the button, and then you have to time it perfectly, you have to be you know, certain steps apart or for, or away for it to work, blah, 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 blah. So... It's coming to debate of whether or not that was cheating. I said I never used it inside of a tower, never used it online, never used it in arcade mode. I've only used it inside the tutorial uh, section. And that's where the debate is if that's cheating or not. Yes. Of course you would say yes. Well, I mean, you programmed the game to play for you. But I'm not programming the game to play for me. I'm playing the game. I just, instead of hitting the quarter circle forward punch, I'm hitting one button. But I've actually had to do the quarter circle forward punch in order for it to record. But well, here's my question. Why, if if you're not, if you're doing the quarter circle punch, like, what's the, why, why even use the macro? If it's not going to, if you're not going to use the macro to do it for you, why even record it? Because... Okay, I'm using the quarter circle forward punch just as an example, but you know, you know, playing Injustice, that you have to, like, pull... If you if you were doing, like, a 14-hit combo, mm-hmm. you have to do, like, the, 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 you know, an uppercut into a throw, into a, a, a juggle, into, you know, whatever, you know, 
special move. Like it, you you have to hit several motions in a row. Blah 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 blah. So what I did was I, I threw okay. I I did the mo. I programmed the button for an uppercut to one button. I programmed the button to the to the throw on another button. I programmed the button to do the you know the juggle on another button. So instead of me actually having to input all of the buttons at the same time, I just go X, triangle, circle, square, and it does the four moves to get that thirteen hit combo. Mm. I've done all the motions on the controller. I'm just not doing them in sequence at in live. I've programmed them to you know to time it perfectly later. And to me that's not cheating. Yeah, of course it's, it's of course it's not cheating. Essentially it's <laughs> like when you had the one button fatalities back in the day where they would yep, allow you just yep. to say, like put in a cheat code and it's like, okay, one hit fatalities are enabled. Okay, are one button fatalities wrong? Is that cheating? See, the one and I brought this up originally. It's the same thing on the show because it's the same okay, thing. Well, here's the thing. I brought it up on the show originally because I'm not experienced with macros, and I was just trying to get clarification. But for me, it's like you're not doing the input in the heat of battle when the game requires it. Correct, which means okay, the trophy it, would pop for something that you essentially programmed in and didn't actually do on your own. Exactly. But I did do it on my no, own. You did. You did. You did. You I did had to do it to do version on your own. But not not the one oh, for, for the but, you know, in okay. The same so somebody's using like, macros. It's like this. It's like if you were sitting on the couch playing a video game with your son, and he played a mission or two, and then all of a sudden your friends are like, "Oh, it doesn't count that you beat the game because a part of that game was beaten for you." I was like, "Yeah, sure," but I did the beginning and the end of it. I did the rest of it, but that one part that was live, I didn't do. Now it doesn't count. Okay, but see, PC players use macros all the time on their mm. games, like World of Warcraft. They use a macro to throw off a spell quicker or whatever. Is that cheating? Yes. I mean, all PC players cheat, yes. That's the point of PC. <laughs> all, right. all right, so uh, get, going on to the questions. <laughs> uh, Gareth, after listening to an earlier episode of Trophy Horse today, where Tricky admitted to exploiting a save file for the trophies... I did exploit the same. Wait, file. is he talking about Steve? Always. Is he talking about Steve and the, the infamous trophy? No, he's talking about me with something. Oh, okay, gotcha. Always something. Uh would quote hack tricky Mac and quote <laughs> go to these levels in the future to catch up on platinums next year. Yes. If it hadn't if he, uh, if if Tricky hadn't have been dinged already, he would continue to do these things. And uh, judging from the macro conversation, sounds like he's still trying to explore legal ways of getting around doing the work himself. Yield. What? I've already said my piece, you're cheating. <laughs> no, I'm saying uh am I going to use these levels to catch up on future platinums next year? Are you going to? You probably will. <laughs> All right, that is the end of the well, hold questions. Hold on, hold on. I, uh, other than you, I think. Oh no, we have one more question. I, I think that honestly, I don't think you will because I think that you've researched all these spam games that you can just rattle off, and you know you can get sixty platinums in a day. That I don't think you're going to need to cheat. You're just going to play games that'll hand you a platinum when you press the start screen. So yeah, I don't think you're going to cheat. I just think you've you've done enough research in your folder full of spam for the future is so full. You're like a, you know like a big old fat hog that you don't got to cheat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I got two hundred games waiting right now, and adding more every day. He definitely is. He keeps teasing me and sending me uh, screenshots. 
<coughs> I got four accounts with over 200 games waiting for Platinums. That's awesome. And it's labeled for 2023. See, see that's that's <laughs> the thing. That's why I don't care. You know, at one point, I did kind of care that I had more Platinum trophies than you, because I did at one point. But then seeing the links you're willing to go to to up your trophy count, I don't really care anymore. Like, that's why I care more about the completion percentage and, like, you know... I've I've thought about in recent days, like I care more about filling out my current list and, you know, getting more of those games up to a better completion percentage than, you know, buying new games and adding those platinum trophies. I still want to do that, but like I want to focus more on the back half of my list, things I've already done, but you know, things I could pump up more as opposed to, you know, things I could be planning to add new trophies. So I've long accepted that I will never catch you in platinum, but at the same time I don't care because of the way you play games, which is the way you want to play games, which is perfectly fine. But just don't compare your, <laughs> well, don't compare I, yourself I, to I, me when we're we're doing this stuff. I I I don't remember who it was, and I, I really wish I could remember because I'd, I'd like to give acknowledgement to the person. But one person argued that I'm actually living up to the the name of the show. That's right. I'm actually the only trophy who are on the show. <laughs> oh, I'm not debating that. I've at said all, so. I've said that before because um, as the, as things have changed, you know the guys. Like our trophy hunters, you know, and completionists, and there is honor in that. You yes, have definitely stuck to the brand and <laughs> are willing to do whatever it takes to get the trophies. So, um, me, but, but for me, I don't, I think that's awesome. I do the same thing. So, but that's what made us friends in the first place. It's like, I'll, I'll do the nasty stuff to play games. But see, here's the other thing is when we first, when this show was first conceived, and, uh, you know, when Tricky and Donnie had a baby together and Trophy Horse came out of it. Um, Whoa. I, yeah. And, oh, well, to be fair, it was Hard Rock. Okay, okay it was a three-way. It was a menage a trois. Okay, let's get that straight. <laughs> but the stuff like Rat Games and Rat Alika, that wasn't around back then. So the concept of being able to get easy Platinums was kind of, you know, we're still, you know, it was trophies were in their infancy. So you didn't have mm-hmm. stuff like this. So now, like, the show wasn't built or started because of Rattalika games and, oh, I can rattle off all these trophies in one day. No, it was trophies are now introduced and, you know, we're going to be going after trophies. And, you know, so the whole, like, the way that Tricky plays now has been a more recent development than how it used to be. So when the, when the, when the show first came around, that wasn't even a thing. So Tricky has now, Tricky, we, we did not know the lengths that Trophy Hordom would go to until Rattalika and all these other games <laughs> came around. So that wasn't how they actually the show actually started. I, I agree. It, it, it's evolving. <laughs> In the worst way, devolving, like, Daryl. It is devolving. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 like, not, I'm not trying to use this as a cop-out, but I, I blame Radalika and Webnautics and all that stuff for my downcline because they make it so easy with it. You get a platinum for 99 cents. Sometimes, too. Uh, and... You know, not that this is going to count, but I actually have one more ultra rare platinum. <laughs> of the the <laughs> the one that's banned. Yeah, it's some comp confrontation. <laughs> it's a point nine point ninety three percent ultra rare. Uh, but we can't count that one because it's being. Maybe hidden. that's they, how they figure out who the cheaters <laughs> oh. are. Is anyone who has that platinum is uh oh they're cheating. Oh oh yeah, it's flagged. Yeah, that's the be- that that's how you know tricky it means business that he's got. <laughs> He's got to hide trophies to be on the on the public servers and leaderboards. Well, uh, listen, I I didn't, you know, I didn't cheat, but they don't want to listen to the fact that I didn't cheat, so I have to I have to take my loss. Surely, no, surely they're not uh, 
they're the ones that's wrong. It's, it can't be you. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, in their eyes, and I 100% see why they think so, I cheated. I'm not debating that at all. The way public view, somebody can say I cheated. I I know honorably I did not cheat to get that platinum, but I can't prove it, so I have to take my lumps. Let's get into our topics. So you you want to see that's oh, the no, thing wait. Is you want to blame all the rest of us for trolling you, but really the biggest troll is <laughs> PlayStation trophies and what they're in and them labeling you as a cheater. Shoot, hey. She's well, the biggest I, troll. No, well, I see. I, I talked to Blind Mango to see if we can get this fixed. He's working on it. I, I keep trying to go to our, our topic of the week, but uh, we actually have uh, one more question. Uh, and I know you guys answers already, but JT wants to know, do we call Tricky the cheating pansy? Jeez. That's a little sure. harsh. I would like to think of Tricky as the he's a very cunning... Um, I don't know. What's a good hunter? Like a like a panther? Sure. I don't I don't, I don't think don't. anyone would compare Tricky's hunting prowess to a panther. Basically, okay. The, the trophies that Tricky <laughs> oh, is Jesus getting, Christ. they're just the gimmicks. So he's like the vulture. He's the trophy vulture. There he's the go. guy okay. just picking the meat <laughs> off the dead carcasses. <laughs> All right. Topic of the week. Uh, we actually have two of them. One is from Ryan Dizel over IGN. Spellbreak developer to be acquired by Blizzard to work on World of Warcraft, and Spellbreak is shutting down. Spellbreak developer, uh, I can't pronounce their name, Prolariat, will will seemingly be acquired by Blizzard to work on World of Warcraft with a major consequence being that the Wizard-based Battle Royale will be shut down. They announced the closure of Celebrate yesterday, June 28th, before VentureBeat later reported that there was plans for the studio and its 100 members of staff to be purchased by Blizzard. The team, which has reportedly been working on with Blizzard since May, will focus on World of Warcraft and its upcoming Dragonflight expansion. Terms of the acquisition, which allow Blizzard to hit its quality and timing targets for their long-running MMO, have not been disclosed. In a statement released yesterday, uh... The studio uh, thanked the millions of people who played Spellbreak since its launch, launched in early access. Quote, we are grateful to everyone in the game's community for exploring the magical worlds and experiences we created together. End quote. Uh, so, uh, the, the reason this is the top of the week is, obviously, you know, if a company gets acquired by another company, they can turn around and say, you know, what they're working on. How do you guys feel about Blizzard taking over this developer and basically saying, you no longer working on the game that you developed, you're now going to work on the game that we want de- developed, and now these 100 people who have been working to make Spellbreak a success, which it, it is because it's got a 9 out of 10 across the boards, how do you feel about them being acquired and saying, you can no longer work on this game that you, your passion project, you now have to work with us? And I say that with the with the knowledge of, they probably sold out to Blizzard because they were needed money and they were going to go out of business otherwise. So I, I will open up the floor. Yield, I'll start with you. I know you're not into battle royales and I know you're not into you know all this wizard-based stuff, but how do you feel about a, a, a company like this being told they can't only work on the game they developed, you now have to work on us because you now work for us? Well, that's pretty much anybody who gets bought. I mean, the same thing can be said for everybody who is all, all over Sony buying up all the studios. So, um, that's the price you pay if you sell yourself. Truth. 
<clears throat> I mean, I mean, that's the bottom line. If you put yourself up for sale, there's a chance that the, whoever's going to buy you is going to be like, yeah, I don't like what you're working for. Trash it. You're undo what we say. Yep. That's a hundred percent right and, there. And that, that, that's it. If, if, if you don't want that to happen, find a partner or a buyer who may not be there. And there's a reason why Bungie agreed to be bought by Sony because Sony was going to let them to continue to do what they want to do. And again, another reason why you always say Kojima will never – he wants to stay independent because he doesn't want to run the risk of having his actions and the direction of his studio being you know, controlled by somebody else. That's right. I mean I, I – I, listen, I, I understand business, but this to me is just shitty. But it's, uh, I mean, sh- shitty or not, it's 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 the consequences when you put the company up for sale. So, yeah. Uh, per- personal personal opinion aside, I can't I can't feel bad or call them out for saying it's shitty because they put themselves up for sale. Now, if it was like a hostile takeover, someone just walked in like, "Yeah, I bought you guys." And they weren't for sale, and we're shutting everything down. That's shitty. But yep. it's obvious they put themselves up for sale. And Blizzard bottom. It's that's that's the risk. So obviously you didn't negotiate. Hey, we still want to keep working on this. You sold everything, lock, stock, and barrel for money. And you, in essence, probably the owners are are out, and you kind of screwed everybody else. So. Yep, yields one hundred percent correct on that one, man. That's uh, if you're not in control of your destiny, somebody else is. So if you sell out, even if I mean, it sounds to me like no one just accidentally sells themselves. So if if they had those conversations, and then unfortunately that is part of the consequence, especially when you're dealing with someone like Blizzard and you know Activision Blizzard, they acquire studios, they acquire great studios. And then roll them into their annualized or their cash cow franchises. And they've got teams that do amazing work. And now they're Call of Duty support studios. They're, you know, Blizzard um, World of Warcraft support studios, things of that nature. So, Um, but then again, you know, to, to look at it on a positive note, it, you know, World of Warcraft is a huge franchise. And a, a storied, you know, like very popular franchise. So if you looked at me and said, hey, um, I know there's this passion project, this thing that you were working on. Maybe you're tired of working on it. I don't know. But we're going to give you the keys to the castle to one of the biggest IP that's ever existed. You know, so like, sure, it sucks. You're not working on your thing anymore. But hey, guess what? What you're working on is is big. And you could have a, a fingerprint on that. So. Yeah, it might be that they were like, hey, yeah, buy us. We would love to work on World of Warcraft. All right, Alex, and You know, this, this came up in negotiations before they were sold and when they were coming to the table and saying, this is our offer and this is what this means for you in the future, this had to come up. You know, you, you when this kind of thing goes and you sell to somebody, you have to consider that it's like, okay, what are we selling to you? What do you now own? You own everything. And then what is the direction of our studios? You don't just sign a contract and then say, oh, so what are our studios doing? Like, this was all planned out before the pen was put to, to ink into paper, so they saw this coming. And we talked about Vicarious Visions last episode and how, you know, they were planned to do some Tony, more Tony Hawk remakes, and lo and behold, they get merged into Blizzard, and that all goes away. And again, they lose a lot of their identity going into Blizzard when you sell—I mean, there's positives and negatives to being bought, and, you know— 
Sure, your viability as a company may be saved because you needed money and then now you're part of a bigger company that can support you financially, but you also lose your autonomy and that's just that's just the way it is. That's the way it is in big business. So, yeah. The one thing we can hope for is that maybe they'll do a really good job and they'll say, hey, because you did such a good job, what is something you've been cooking up internally that you would want to release? Or these developers that get this you know, World of Warcraft on their resume are now able to go and do their own thing, start their own studios or go somewhere else and say, yeah, I'm the guy that saved World of Warcraft. You remember when, when WoW was like really, really on the downturn and people were bailing off of it worse than ever, historically low numbers? Yeah, I'm the one that came in there and saved it. So. I I don't know, like, I, I get what you guys are saying and I understand it's, it's, it's the product of business, but I mean, Obviously, uh, is it spell break or spell spell brown? I forgot the spell break. Sorry. Um, I, I mean, the game wasn't bad in any way, shape, or form. I mean, millions of people were playing it. It just it just sucks that you turn around and say, "Okay, well, you don't have time to work on that anymore because we need you to work on World of Warcraft." Yep. That that to me, is, I mean, it's it's not like the game was fledgling. Uh, fledgling. You know, it was doing well. Thank you. It wasn't. It wasn't like the game was struggling. The game was doing good, but now you're like, okay, well, you know, we can't have you working on this anymore. You now you have to work on our thing. I I I get it, but to me that's shitty. It's like if the game if the game was floundering or you know wasn't being successful, I can understand saying, okay, we're just going to cut the axe on this. We're going to cut the funding. You're not longer going to do this because it's not worth our time and effort anymore. But obviously, the game is worth the time and effort. So I don't know. Well, I mean, that, that's the, the roadmap for Activision is they are like, hey, we're going to fall back on our most profitable, successful things, and that is WoW and Call of Duty. All right. So our other topic, which uh, Alex put into our uh, yeah. trophy when, when you mentioned the Activision chat. thing at first, I was worried you weren't going to go go hit up EA, too. We got the, the two clown princes of video games, clown princes of evil, the Jokers here in, uh, in video games. All right, this is also coming from Ryan Dinsdale over at IGN. I'm going to read the entire article. Please go give it a click. A joke made by EA's official Twitter account making fun of single-player games did not go well for the company, and its internet reaction forced the company to address its mistake. Getting on board with a popular meme, EA tweeted, There are 10, but they're only like playing single-player games. The tweet itself was a little odd, given that EA itself publishes plenty of single-player games, including Mass Effect Legend, Dead Space Edition, Remake, Dead Star Space Wars Remake. Jedi, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and The Sims 4. But what started out as perhaps a poorly chosen joke escalated once the post gained traction. Twitter users, including the head of EA's Respawn Entertainment, Vince Zampella, YouTuber Jack Septicai, and the Game Awards host Jeff Keighley, all shared in disparagement of the replies, which plenty of others made fun of and criticized EA in retaliation. Uh, EA did come back and say, well, roast well-deserved. We'll take this L because playing single-player games actually makes them an 11. Some tweets compared to the Jedi Fallen Orders with EA's uh, multiplayer Star Wars game Battlefront 2, which was heavily criticized when it launched for its microtransactions and loot box systems, while others point out that EA has recently announced a remake of the single-player game Dead Space and another single-player game Jedi Fallen or Jedi Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Mostly negative 10,000 quote tweets and nearly 9,000 replies prompted EA itself to acknowledge the blunder. Four hours after the original post, the company tweeted. 
Again, the roast well received. We'll take this L because playing single players actually makes them eleven. Yeah, and if you so, don't know what that, that kind Alex, of internet trend was, it's like people rating people, but then saying, I guess, something either positive or negative about them to kind of raise or lower their scores. So they're saying, hey, this person starts out perfect, and then, oh, but bringing, playing single player brings them down a bit because they play single player. So that's what that's about. So, all right. So Alex, uh, I mean, obviously EA was trying to make a joke there, or the, or the social media uh, account manager was trying to make a joke there. But is it really that big of a deal? I mean, people hate EA, so they're going to... When EA does something like that, then... Yeah, I mean, it just kind of... Maybe it's not that big of a deal. Maybe they're just trying to make a joke. But at the same time, you know, people look at EA and all the stuff that they do with, like, microtransactions whatnot and what they did to Dead Space and kind of Mirror's Edge. And, you know, it's just kind of something you shouldn't do because... A lot of people see the way that the internet, that the video game industry is being pushed. And granted, you're getting people like Tribute Games who are making still couch and online co-op enabled games like Shredder's Revenge. But then so much of the games, you know, of the video game industry seems to be multiplayer, microtransactions, this kind of stuff. And a comment like this is bound to set some people off. So. And and didn't EA like not too long ago within the last year or two come out and say they were no longer making single player games? That sounds like something they would say, or that they were shying away from that. that. But yeah, honestly, EA, a lot of people don't like EA, and this was bound to get, whether it was a joke or not, it was probably something that should have been thought about, you know. I mean, clearly they were just trying to jump onto an internet trend and, and have a laugh, but the internet had a laugh at their expense, and I think we're all better for that, to be perfectly honest. So, you know, while even if it is just a joke on beneath the surface, you kind of see something a little more sinister because you know that's the way that EA actually, that's their business plan they envision where maybe single player games aren't exactly where we want to go and that's not where the money is. At least that's the way that they look at it. So we're going to, you know, oh, it's lighthearted, but in the but in the end, we want to refocus our business strategy on something else. So even if it is lighthearted on the surface, there's there, there's something behind that in their financials where they kind of maybe want to get away from that. All right, yield. Um, typical internet blowing things up that really doesn't. Uh, I mean, to me, I I don't care. I didn't even understand it when you were explaining it until Alex explained what the joke was. I'm like, oh, is that what it was? Wow, big deal. Um, but Alex is right with the, and I 100 agree with him. Of EA strategy is all multiplier, so it's it's a dig. It was supposed to be a joke, but at the same time, it's people know EA has not been shy about going straight multiplayer and kind of digging at single player. So while it's the internet being the internet, it's also some well-deserved shots taken back because it's the pop calling the kettle black kind of thing. So, I mean, whatever. All right, Daryl. Yeah, I think that um, we, God, dog, we live in a society where everybody gets really upset and butthurt about everything, and some things are just jokes. In some, I'm offended jo- that everybody's offended. Yeah, and some jokes, um, it's like, yeah, sure, maybe you're not very self-aware, maybe your joke fell flat because you don't realize that you stink. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, like, just imagine being so at the forefront of everyone's mind that you get tens of thousands of quote treat 
tweets and retweets and just like hey, you know, bad like, press is good press. That's the thing, man. Controversy creates cash. Like EA makes sure that they are talked about, whether good or bad. I don't know that that's intentional, but it kind of makes you wonder: like, is their social media manager an idiot, or was that concentrated, calculated genius? It's like, okay, like if I was to get out there and say, you know, well, what do we got to do to get our names tr- trending? You know, like, I mean, oh, I mean, uh, hey, maybe, maybe they're just playing the really good heel right now. Hey, man, I've, I, I, be- I wholeheartedly believe that that is the thing people do because they know it will elicit a response. So, I mean, look at the the controversy that abandoned game is getting. Yeah, yeah, like, like that thing. Nobody thinks that game's coming out. But but almost everyone knows what it, that, that it exists. It's it's incredible how, you know, like that game has really gotten traction to not really do or n- know anything. And then uh, I don't know. So what do what do I think about it personally? I think I was like, what's a dumb response? It was a dumb reaction. Uh, everything about it's dumb. But you know what? Like it got people talking. Here we are on a podcast. It's one of our topic of the weeks. We're talking so, about it. Yeah. So um, they win. And the the thing that gets me is, I mean, if you're going to say that, you know, hey, that what's the harm in the joke that EA made? What's the harm in people joking at EA's expense, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and don't get me wrong, like, just because the thing you said probably didn't really matter in the grand scheme of things doesn't mean that it doesn't warrant you getting made fun of. I mean, that's tit for tat. That's going back and forth. Like, you kind of you kind of deserve it. So. I just, um, I, I know this, there's people out there that take serious offense to this. Whereas guys like us are just going to sit here and be like, ah, that's kind of dumb. EA kind of sucks. All right. We're going to wrap this up and do our shout outs. Uh, Yield, we'll start with you, sir. So shout out for Gareth <coughs> for putting together the platinum list. Shout out to Daryl for coming on and recording with us tonight. Shout out to Nitro for helping me with my Sniper Elite 3 Platinum, and a shout-out to Tricky and Alex for recording tonight, and finally, a shout-out to all of the pimps in the matter of the whoredom for doing stuff like Gareth and the list, and Nitro helping out with some trophies. That's really awesome. So, thanks. All right. Daryl, your shout-out, sir? Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to you guys. Uh, a nice, good conversation tonight. I want to give a shout-out to... Um, Gareth for doing the list. That's really awesome. I think stuff like that's super cool. Shout out to Rick for keeping us honest, making sure that everything's on the up and up with our uh, no spam 2022. Uh, I want to give a shout out to MZ Nitro, man. He really has become a community superstar. So every time I listen to a show, MZ's playing games or he's boosting with people, like he's definitely one of those, uh, I don't even want to say low key community members anymore that like he just, he's He's always doing something. We're always interacting in some way, and I, I freaking appreciate that, man. Like it's it's cool. You know, not all I mean, we had a blast. Not all the heroes wear capes. That's right. That's right. So um, we had a blast doing some uh, Minecraft trophies yesterday. Like I said, so that was that's really cool. I want to give a shout out to the Loot Bros and the Trophy Horse community, the Trophy Looting Facebook group that we got going, where people are jumping in there and posting. You know, their little boost sessions and things like that. That's really cool. Glad that exists. And I, I, so I like the Was that Garrus' that, idea? It was. I, I believe so. I believe so. So I like Rick the fact that... it was just quick to create it and claim ownership. Nah. Well, no, no, no. no. <laughs> he he actually made a group, but it uh, 
he didn't make the right group, so I just went ahead and made the group for him and gave him control of it. Like, I, I, I own it in name, but Gareth is the leader of that group. There you go. Okay. Uh, but it's, it's just cool to have that, and it's really cool to see that these two communities um, work so well together that everyone is kind of finding – uh, their way to contribute. You know, not everybody's going to write in every week. Not everybody's going to comment on everything. Not everybody's going to play every game. But it's nice to see that we've got an, an active enough community to where, I mean, who needs friends in real life? I mean, come on. <laughs> that's it for me. I, I, who wants I mean, to socialize? Who, that's right. I got you guys. What do I need real friends for? Well, you know, also, who needs friends when you got, like, Daryl, who still hasn't sent us our trophies for winning the trophy war? Uh yeah, that is hey. I but you know what? They're coming. One day. They're gonna show okay. it one day. You're gonna be like, dang. You know, tr- Yo, do you believe that one bit? No, not now. One I I'll win the lottery first. You know, oh you know my gosh, what tr- here, let me let me pose this to you, Daryl. What kind of friend, Tricky Meg, what kind of friend would say, you know what? Instead of you spending time with your wife or bonding with your kids or getting work done or playing video games for your own pleasure. How about you make me a trophy? What kind of friend does that? Puts themselves first like that. What <laughs> selfish friend would do that? Uh, the 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 friend that promised trophies after we whipped his ass in the war, not once but twice. Uh, you know, I, like I said, every baby face needs a heel pushing them forward. I'm just saying. You know what? You shout out, sir. Yeah, that's me. Alex, your shout-out, sir. Give a shout-out to the community, the Trophy Horse community, people like Gareth, people like Rick, who and and Nitro, all you all who not only push the show forward and, and keep us doing the show, the heart of our, our podcast, but it's so much more than that. It's the, the heart of our community, The you know, because honestly, Yield, Tricky, and I, there's no way. If it was just up to the three of us to, to you know, keep this community going and keep it strong, like, it, it would die real quick because we, we can't do it alone. So we need you all, and you guys are really the ones who – who have made the community as strong as it is. So thank you all very much for your contributions, not only to the show, but to the overall health of the Trophy Horse and to the Lou Bros communities. You guys are rock stars. Give a shout out to Tricky and to Yield for podcasting this evening. Give a shout out to Daryl for coming on, spending some time with us. We've been rolling with these guests for a while now, and it seems like the community really likes it. So, you know, let's, let's keep it rolling, Tricky. We got more guests coming, don't we? We, uh, I was about to say, we only have two more weeks of guests, uh, next week. Um, I, I, I don't want to promise this because these two people have bailed on us in the past, but next week, apparently we have the brain 76 coming on. And the week after that, we have the fan favorite, the always welcome Mr. Jeff Hanna coming on the show. Always excellent. But yeah, it's, uh. It's all you know. I think it's nice for us to have you know different conversations with different people, people we don't always get to talk to. It's always nice. So thanks, Daryl, for coming on this week. And last but not least, I want to give a shout out to my loving and awesome girlfriend Ashley. I love you, honey. And uh, yeah, that's going to be the end of my shout outs. And I want to give a shout out to Sweet Mama D, who is enjoying the uh, enjoying the Fourth of July weekend with her mother this week. Uh, shout out to Daryl. Thank you for coming on the show, even though uh, you did. Lose the war or the bet, and, you know. the everything, <laughs> the, and the war. The perpetual loser who continues to <laughs> who continues to set things up just to be just to be beaten. And, and you know the problem is, is like you you also said to me recently, it's like, oh well, uh, I'm going to pass you a platinum. So I was like, yeah, but I'm stuck on the division right now, which does not give me any platinums. It doesn't even give me the one pla- uh, the one trophy. That I've earned, but it's glitched. Oh, that sucks. I hate that for you. 
it's and I've even emailed the de- or tweeted the developer to see what the fix is, dude. Because I've done the requirements. Speaking of man, um, the freaking trophies in uh, stay. What's that game that Jeff Hanna worked on? Ages of Mayhem. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, they freaking glitched out, dude. Their their servers went down, and right before Jeff stopped working with them, I was like, hey man, like. <laughs> this game's on sale on PSN like four weeks in a row, like multiple sales selling all the different versions of it. And the game friggin' doesn't work. I can't get the last couple trophies that I need uh, on the online. And it's also on PlayStation premium right now. Too. I know. And that it's freaking killing me. Cause I could have had that platinum, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, and shout out to the listeners. Thank you very much. And until next week, if there's nothing else, Happy trophy hunting. Happy fourth. Later. America. I got to do it just to troll Joe. Social media, yeah. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.